and welcome back to Thoughts of the Roundtable with me, Matt Rebar. And me, Paul Laux. I almost said chops. <laughs> Look at you in your alter ego. I love it. Uh, <laughs> and if you hear my voice, if, my, if you think my voice sounds bad, I am a little sick. I have like this like wet cough sensation. Yep. That's exactly what, what I got. What is I feel it? Like, what do we have? I don't know. But I've been taking down thermal lozenges like a 95-year-old man. Like, oh. you know, those Ludens, man, they are the best. I'm telling <laughs> you. Not sponsored, but maybe they should. Yeah, um, seriously. They're the best, especially one of the the, the uh, cherry fillings. Ooh. Ooh. I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of missed, like, you know, I don't necessarily miss the mask. But what I loved about the mask was, like, no one got sick when we all had masks on. We were all doing pretty no. good. Wasn't you it, know? like, I, I'm going completely off the top of my head so i could be totally <laughs> wrong with this but i think like there's usually like flu death there's like thousands and thousands a year i think there was like 40 mm-hmm. because of all the masking mm-hmm. like it had gone down like an insane amount wow but um yeah so um as we had talked right before this episode, we were kind of going over what we would we would talk about. We decided because now is a great time to talk about the Twitter drama. Twitter. Okay, so Paul, I'll be honest with you. Twitter is one, um, was one, is one, whatever you want to say. Uh, it's one of my favorite social media. It really used to be because it was kind of like it was like a group text. It was great for news, the timeline feature. You know, Instagram and Facebook both did away with their like timeline features, and I really like having that live kind of update feed. Um, great for you know, posting articles, posting links. Um, and I love the subcultures. I think Twitter had a better job of kind of incorporating subcultures. So it is really disappointing that I do think that we are facing um, a, not necessarily the death of Twitter right away, uh, but certainly a premature decay I would say maybe at best, but uh, let's start with you. I mean, do you still use Twitter? Be honest. Well, here's the thing. Twitter is really, really, and I don't know why I started following on the drama of this. I really don't, but I, I'm, I just did. And so I personally love Twitter. First mm-hmm. of all, let's be, let's be honest. It is the best social media for breaking news, mm-hmm. live events, um, you know, up to date stuff. It's the best for like if you want to rapid fire content or do st- or do um like text stream streams. of thought. Yeah, best. stream of thought. Yeah, yeah. And like specifically, its niche is like say you're watching the Super Bowl, you get yeah. to see all the live tweets come in. You don't get that on on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You don't get that on Facebook. You don't get that. In- yeah. the, and the, so I always loved Twitter for that. It was always so. It's the ins- the most instantaneous. Um. Uh, social media out there yeah. and there's always there's like if i ever see anything happen on live tv i immediately go to twitter immediately go to twitter so i love it for that i will admit that i didn't i i didn't post a lot on there besides like personal links and stuff mm-hmm. um but i did enjoy just scrolling through it and just seeing what people are saying and um i'm good so it's it's i don't know if we're going to see the death of twitter but if there's any, I'm so annoyed of that Elon bought it because I'll say this and may, hopefully you'll agree with me. It's like, I can't stand his need to, he thinks he's the funniest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's the, you know, the hippest guy in the room. He's, he's throwing out all these memes when he's really just an annoying dude. 
Mm-hmm. And, well, and, nothing... not, and, and what upsets me about people like Elon, right, is people like, oh, they're such a great businessman. You know, like, look at the amount of money. And it's like, dude, that's blood money. That comes from Emerald, uh, you know, in the apartheid right. of South Africa from your family. You know, so it's like, and, I, and so I really hate when people are like, oh, but like, look, they made this like multi billion dollar company you know oh hundreds of millions of dollars it's like yeah it's really easy to turn a hundred million dollars into a billion dollars you know also i can't turn ten dollars into a million dollars easily right so and also remember he didn't start tesla he bought tesla who ran like who before he bought tesla who was like in charge of that like i think it was like two dudes who came out who who started it let me look um But he bought it. And, you know, people credit him with PayPal, too. But he bought PayPal, too, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's he he started PayPal either. But it's just annoying because it's just he's got this weird ego attitude of how he's the best, how he's so funny, how he's such a genius. When I just don't buy it. I just, he's been rich his entire life. Mm-hmm. It's He's never had to struggle for anything. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's just annoying, yeah. and it, it, it. But in a weird way, the fact that it's dying is kind of like that. That was the worst business decision he's ever made, and I, I also <laughs> love how it is crazy. Like, um, how did he get swindled? Because doesn't doesn't it feel like he got swindled? Well, I think what happened was is I'm convinced that he was never really expecting to buy Twitter. Yeah, I think his thought process was is like okay. I'm going to make some news for myself. I'm going to offer to buy it because that's, you know, I'm Elon and I can do <laughs> funny meme stuff. He literally wants to be a living meme. And so, um, so he offered this crazy thing and he got himself into a bind where it almost was like, cause they sued him cause he tried to back out. Mm-hmm. And I think he kind of realized that this was the lesser of two evils money wise. Like he was going to lose money either way. Mm-hmm. So he kind of just went with this. And so, um, but he's gonna lose like if it shuts down, he's gonna lose like forty four billion. But it's just hilarious the because he Apple has stopped advertising on Twitter now. Oh, a lot of companies have. I mean, yeah. let, let's but, first talk no, I, before, no, we, before we dive we get, into that. Oh, go no, ahead. No, I had a point on that. It was hilarious because. He goes, oh, these companies like Apple don't support free speech because they want to advertise. It's like that is free speech by not wanting to advertise <laughs> on yeah. your side. Uh, well, there's a lot of elements, but I do want to address. You know, when we're talking about 44 billion, the company Twitter has been evaluated for eight billion. So, I know for us poor people at home, right? Think of it like an eight dollar sandwich you bought for 44 dollars. Like, right? It's like mm-hmm. I, I, it just feels like really crazy to me that like how did they over? Like, it'd be one thing to say I'm gonna buy it for 12 million. And to be fair, I've had eight dollar sandwiches, and I'm like. I would have paid 12 for that. I would have maybe paid 15 for that $8 sandwich, but a $44 eight like sandwich. Like I want like golden ham. I want flakes well, of caviar. Well, <laughs> what basically happened. That's a good analogy. And I, in a, in a good term is so basically Elon was eating an $8 burger mm-hmm. and he went to the chefs of it and said, I'll buy this thing for $56 and fix it. Mm-hmm. And they say, okay, let's do it. And basically he says, well, I'm just kidding. And then they settled for 44. And now he's acting like it's the best thing he's ever had because yeah. basically he hasn't changed anything. Um, I do absolutely love that checkmark fiasco. That was yes. the best. So for our listeners who maybe are not familiar with Twitter, 
Uh, do you want to run them through kind of what the check mark is and sure. kind of what happened? Give us a little background. So way back when, um, there's a thing called a blue check, and it's kind of like a, it's called a verified profile. Mm-hmm. And initially, um, what it was, was it was designed when Twitter first came out. You were, it was supposed to be used as a verification system. So when you verified your email address, your name, your phone number, and who you are, you would get this blue check that would basically say it's a verified profile. This is who they say that is. But over time, it developed and was it became really, really, really hard to get. And even the people who were handing those out were really like they didn't have set rules. They were kind of just doing whatever. And so it ended up being like a status, like celebrities would get it, big businesses would get it you know um influencers and stuff like that and so it became a status symbol and so what happened was is elon decided he goes screw it i'm going to say you can buy the blue check mark for eight dollars on any account so what was happening is people were starting profiles and what really got him pissed off about it were starting profiles that said elon musk and then buying a blue badge so it looked like it was actually like elon musk or it looked like it was actually nintendo or it looked like it was at&t and people were believing these were the legit accounts because the blue check mark for so long had been used to verify profiles so i think it knocked a couple comp like a couple like there was some insulin company mm-hmm. and they said they were dropping their <laughs> dropping their insulin prices by three quarters and it tanked their <laughs> it tanked their stocks by like three billion dollars it's so funny and but what ironically is it, what's funny is none of that stopped because eventually this whole buying the blue check thing stopped. Um, but, but that what stopped it was people were starting to imitate Elon himself yeah. and it pissed him off. And so the one that that really sent him over the edge, I guess, from what I read, is someone had had started an Elon account and got the blue check mark. He took his profile picture and everything and said, "Tesla just uses a little bit of child labor. It's not that big of a deal." <laughs> Here's, and so the funny thing for me was before it was eight a month, it was going to be 20 a month, which mm-hmm. feels so out of touch that he thinks that, you know, the average American global citizen, whomever can budget 20 a month for a blue check mark on Twitter. I mean, mm-hmm. it just feels so out of touch. It almost reminds me of like, you know, well, from a well, of course, but like you know, it reminds me of Arrested Development when like Lucille Bluth is like, "How much is a banana? Ten dollars?" Like it, it really like it just shows like, okay, dude, because like, if he had been like, okay, listen, you pay five bucks a month, three bucks a month, you know, I would have been like, okay, that's a scam. It's still a scam, but you know, okay, or twenty bucks a year, no, twenty a year. So, um, it I, it just was funny to me from the jump, but then two. I, I just can't believe – and here's the thing. I bet people said this to him, and he just you know thinks he knows best. When you're offering the same feature for everyone, then there's no distinction of this, quote, system. Because if mm-hmm. everyone from me to you know Joe Smith down the road to Tesla the company to Elon Musk has the same check – Right. It just it just feels ridiculous. So the new feature they're rolling out is it's going to be like gold is for companies. Bronze is for like uh, public figures. And then blue is for like verified users who pay money. And even that system feels a little questionable, a little like weird because like, well, what if I'm a company, but I can only get a blue check mark? And, you know, I don't know. It just well screams a money bag really to me. They did roll out something else too. Go to on Twitter right now and go to any 
local news station and and where we're at you'll see that they have the blue check mark but under that it says official so they started adding official tags to verify but here's the, the thing the blue check mark is supposed to be official so why now <laughs> do we have the blue check mark the check mark that means official plus official and it just it it's stupid it's just stupid to me i don't well, know here's the thing he screwed up the whole thing and he well first of all elon will never admit when he messes things up here's the thing about elon tesla is a good example of this he promises the moon literal moon and comes through on almost nothing ever mm-hmm. ever and that's been elon's mo forever he's been rich forever so let's just get that out of the way he's been rich forever he's had these companies forever he didn't start tesla he didn't start paypal he didn't start twitter he got into all these because he's been he he's not some genius people think he is Mm -hmm. and so he promised like the cyber truck is one that never Mm -hmm. came remember those tunnels he was building in la they're now parking lots it's the stupidest so upsetting about what's so upsetting about the tunnels in la is like that money could have gone to actually improving public infrastructure actually improving you know speed train technology uh bus routes i i mean there's so many in la and in america like i when i get crunk when i get a little drunk I always complain. The first thing I complain about is transportation in this country. We are light years behind Europe, Japan, China. Every other, quote, major, quote, country, quote, has such better systems. You go to these European cities, you it's so walkable. It is so friendly. It is so, in terms of the transportation, I mean, we're so behind. We should be able, I should be able to get on a train. And get to New York in two and a half hours. I should be able to get on a train and go to L.A. in six hours. But I can't do that because we're not putting money there. And also, I'm talking to you, airline companies. You're part of that problem because you are trying to, you know, still. And by the way, I had a flight recently. Oh, my God. I'm just getting so angry, Paul. I am. <laughs> well, you're right. Pen. I, okay. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him out. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. I had a flight to New York. This was a couple weeks ago on United, and I was not allowed to take a carry-on bag, which was Why? the first. I I just was not allowed. I had to pay thirty-five bucks to get my bag, put in, you know in the in the under the plane, and then thirty-five bucks on the way back. So I paid seventy bucks. I was so pissed. You know, I'm like I remember taking all sorts of flights in the past where I could just bring a carry-on bag. So it's like you had to pay for a carry-on. I had to pay. I was not allowed to carry on. Was not did anybody carry have carry-ons? Well, I think some people did, but I, for some reason, was not allowed. I don't know. Maybe I was in the poverty section. I I don't know. But I did not have – was not allowed to carry-on bag. And I paid, like – I mean, it wasn't, like – it was a cheaper flight. I think I paid, like, 200 round trip. But, like, give me my bag. And now I have to pay 70 bucks so I can get some disco pants and some nice shoes to New York and back? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like, especially with COVID, you know, we learned so much about like the airline industries and they're just scamming left and right. And all these underpaid pilots, underpaid flight attendants. I mean, I just want to burn the whole system down. I say, fuck the airplane (laughs) industry. We need to invest in trains. And that just makes sense. It'll be so much easier to go on a train. I mean, yeah, we'll probably still have TSA and stuff, but like, you know how the flights, you you know, 
by the way, flight seats are getting shorter. And I feel like I feel like I'm going crazy because like, you know, like in Seinfeld, it'd be like the airplane humor. And you're like, this is so stupid. It's airplane humor. Yeah. But like, really, it's like it's so timely because the airplanes just keep getting worse. You remember that brief moment when I think it was United who was considering putting bicycle seats on a plane. But um, going back to to all because I agree these industries are they're just we should be able to have trains. But going back to what it was because I really want to get your thoughts on it before you, before I end things. Yeah, is the whole First Amendment thing because the, the reason Elon always pushed that he wanted Twitter because he said he felt he said it was his favorite social media and, and that it could be a, a champion of the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. which was hilarious when he first took over because I kept an eye on this. What, like, I actually went through the terms of service to see, like, mm-hmm. what changed, mm-hmm. you know, what rules are implemented. And he did change the content moderation. First mm-hmm. of all, he said, the first thing he's ever said is there's just going to be no content moderation. Mm-hmm. And then we had issues of, like, legitimate terrorists showing up, you know, on there. So <laughs> you don't want that. And so he's like, okay, we're going to have content moderation. The rules he put in place were actually stricter than the ones he had before, that that they had before. Now, he claims it goes, oh, I was just, you know, confirming things and making it less opaque. True. But in a way, he actually made the the content stricter. And so there's still content moderation, as there should be. There's Mm -hmm. still rules and regulations. And what's hilarious is... One of the things, and you know, I'm not a fan of Trump. Everyone knows this. Mm-hmm. But he did one thing that I thought was absolutely hilarious. And it's his lack of doing something. Because when, you know, he was going on about this, because Trump had famously been, his account had been suspended. And so Elon was the guy who was like, I'm going to bring Trump back to Twitter. I'm going to bring Trump back to Twitter. I'm going to bring Trump back to Twitter. Mm-hmm. So he finally gets hold of Twitter. And sure enough, he does a poll on his, you know, Twitter or whatever. Should I bring back Trump? He yes wins. So he unsuspends Trump's account. <laughs> Trump's response is, "No, nah, man, I'm good. I'm not going to come back." Which <laughs> is so funny poll. because of the amount of, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be inappropriate for our more, you know, um, pearl clutching, but the amount of. <laughs> butt eating that went on for him for donald trump to then go i'm not coming back to twitter i, I mean it, it is absolutely just desserts it really is hilarious. like cherry on the cake like, on that one. i just i it's one of the funniest things ever that he wanted to champion <laughs> so i'm gonna bring him back i'm gonna bring so he finally unlocks his account and trump yeah. is like nah man i'm gonna stick with my truth social that was i laughed so hard when i saw that man yeah. because it's just Elon drives me freaking nuts because he's just and he thinks he knows it all. He thinks he's hilarious. He thinks he's the biggest guy in the room. And he's just not any of that. Mm -hmm. And he just nothing he ever says comes to fruition. Mm -hmm. Nothing he ever. And it's just I don't know. He thinks he's just some edgy dude. And it's Mm -hmm. just annoying. He's just annoying. So I read an article that talked about like what's going to happen. And a lot of the theory is that, you know, because they fired a lot of people, they it looks like they're trying to trim the staff because, you know, finances. Um, we're going to see. Hey, wait, a lot can, of... I go, can, I, can I interject on that oh, point real quick? Yeah, of course. Sorry, just that one point because I didn't want to mm-hmm. blow by it. Mm-hmm. He had let all those people go. And then he had DDC to scramble to hire people back. Oh, yeah, because he let go people that were like super integral to 
like <laughs> the data operations and yeah. logistics. And it's like, dude, how do you not like verify who you're letting go? Like, come on. Um, All right, anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, but... you're good. You're good. So, um, you know, the prediction is that, you know, because of all this, we're going to see more and more problems, more and more lag time. Um, you know, I think that they've said a million users have somewhat dropped in the last uh, couple of weeks. I'm assuming these are people who personally just ethically don't want to deal with anything that Musk is tied to. Um, but in terms of long term, I mean, I'll be honest, Twitter has never fully reached the heights of Facebook, YouTube, Meta, and now TikTok. I mean, TikTok's really blowing up the numbers, too. I well, don't see burn the stupid metaverse, but that's oh a God, whole other metaverse. Imagine spending all that money on the fucking metaverse. Um, so I think the the idea is what's probably going to happen is what we're going to see maybe the next year is it just becomes a less like like it's hard to use. It's not working. There's like issues with it. And I don't know. I mean, will it ever fully die? Who knows? You know, will it be? Uh, something that people want to use or don't want to use, you know, does it become quote this more hub for conservatism and for these values that Elon Musk has connected himself to in the name of free speech. Um, Elon has talked about bringing back vine, which I, I, the response that I've seen has not been positive to that. feels like people are like, dude, vines, you know, 2013, we're on TikTok <laughs> now, you know, I don't know if it makes sense to bring back vine, especially well when, you know, Twitter itself is not necessarily performing as well as it, you know, could be or should be to its peers. So I don't know. I, I, what do you think is going to happen? Point, well, I have a point on that, too. And yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about that. Because that was another one of his edgy things. Was, I'm going to bring back Vine. Mm -hmm. And I guess a couple of his engineers approached him and said, let's take out the fact that people have generally kind of moved on from Vine. Yeah. There's Reels now. There's YouTube Shorts. There's TikTok. Vine, it, it was a flash in the pan. It was beautiful, but we've moved on. Mm -hmm. Take all of that out. The systems that Vine was built on, I'm talking the code, the data, mm -hmm. the software, none of it is compatible with like today's systems because it's been gone so long. Yeah. And I guess this engineer told Elon, he goes, you need to stop this shit. He goes, this stuff can't work. He goes, you don't have the resources. You don't have the time. You don't have the knowledge anymore because you got rid of it all mm -hmm. to do these things. And now you want to bring all this stuff back. You're going to promise the moon and either A, it's, it's not going to happen or B, it's going to come back and just be so horribly buggy that and work here's the thing i don't now that elon if elon hadn't bought twitter i think twitter would have eventually faded away i, I don't think it would have been like abrupt and gone i think I it think had it the potential to be a niche social media kind of right. like a tumblr i mean I, you know because even well, tumblr, let me finish tumblr is still around like it's not gone right. but it's still around right well, anyways, so I don't think it would have – I think it would have just gone the, the Tumblr route. We would have faded into the background. Mm -hmm. But now that Elon has it, I don't I don't think it's going to go away because he, that would be basically him admitting defeat, I guess, in a way. And I don't really see him doing that. Um, what I do unfortunately see happening is – the thing is he doesn't know how to run companies like this. He's never had a social media company. And as weird as it sounds, okay, maybe he's he's smart with running businesses. I'll give him that. Sure, whatever. But he's not a data engineer. He's not a software engineer, at least to my knowledge. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't think he's ever done stuff like that. And he's not he's letting go of these people who he thinks aren't integral to this. Clearly, it's already happened. 
and he's just trying to make waves and it's just it's just going to become they've they've already had issues with verification mm-hmm. people were logging out and couldn't log back in it was just horribly buggy the blue check mark thing and he has this weird thing of because if you work for me you're going to work 80 hours a week you're going to do it. and mm-hmm. people just aren't about that anymore and he's going to try to die on this hill this really mm-hmm. weird hill and i think it's just going to get really crappy yeah. really buggy it's going to have a horrible mm-hmm. stinky stigma attached to it mm-hmm. and people are just going to fade away and what sucks though to me is like when he says we're going to work 80 hours the people that are really affected by that are people who are here on work visas who have yeah. to meet these demands. It's really easy for Sally Struthers and, you know, Sam Smith, who were born in the USA and could, you know, leave Twitter and go work somewhere else and not have to worry about deportation or finances, et cetera. Um, that's who my heart goes out to are the people who are still working at Twitter, mm-hmm. unable to leave because of, you know, certain elements right. like that, um, which is really upsetting. I mean, that to me is really upsetting because it, it almost feels like some kind of pseudo uh, wage slave uh, kind of prison prisony almost relationship there mm-hmm. where you're kind of almost saying, well, you have no choice but to work those 80 hours right. for me. And I think you're right, too. In the last two years, we've seen this anti work kind of like, you know, whiplash, you know, with covid and quote unquote essential workers and these companies that were doing shady things and wage issues. And I think you're right. I think we are in a society that no longer the average person does not believe in I'm just going to work all the time. And this comes from someone who, listen, I work all the time. (laughs) But (laughs) I think the average person, they're like, listen, you know, I'm not going to become a millionaire. I'm not going to become a billionaire. I just need to get my basic needs met. You know, I got to cover for me, cover for my family, whatever it is. And that's what I got to do. And I'm not going to go above and beyond. People started putting their families back over their jobs in reality. And honestly, 100%, as they should, so, as they should. But but going back to to the situation that he's already kind of showed his hand with this, too, mm-hmm. is that he doesn't really care as he, I guess, from the business stance, shouldn't. He doesn't care about the users. He doesn't care about you being on Twitter. He doesn't care about me being on Twitter. What he does care about is big companies being on Twitter, AT&T, Pepsi, who these huge massive corporations those are the ones he cares about being on twitter because those are the ones who pay the bills but they're not going to pay the bills because of this whole fiasco they stopped their spending paul no here's this too you you forget that so they stopped their spending okay they're still there what will be the end of twitter is if companies start saying is it worth it to even be on this platform anymore at all because it'll become so toxic and if he really does get rid of content moderation if it becomes racist if it becomes transphobic or homophobic to a point where these companies think you know what i don't want to be in this space anymore i don't want my company in this sphere anymore i don't want my name in this dialogue anymore we're leaving Mm -hmm. entirely cutting it that is when things are going to turn when companies not only are not spending their money but they're not even there anymore I don't think that's going to happen. I think, you know, we live in a capitalist society where they have the 30 million followers. They're going to pimp their product to those 30 million people. I think it'll become less of a main focus. You know, they'll probably create stuff for TikTok, create stuff for Meta, create stuff for YouTube that then gets recycled over to Twitter. You know, if anything, I think what we'll see is, you know, small companies, startup companies, they're probably not going to even start a Twitter account, right? They're just going to focus on Meta. They're going to focus on TikTok. I know right now, if you look up content creator jobs right now, where they all focused, they're focused on TikTok. And that's mm-hmm. that's where everyone everyone wants to focus on. 
even industries that don't make sense to be on TikTok are focusing yeah, on hundred percent. You know, I, I think I think to be fair to Elon Musk, which ooh, I can't believe I'm saying that. Ooh. To be fair to Elon Musk, I think people were kind of over the Twitter wave anyway. You know, the only brands that I think were really there were the ones that had millions of followers because they joined back in 2009, 10, 8, 11, that, that high time to be on Twitter, right? Or I mean, people like Wendy's who made such a niche name for themselves. 100%. There. And I don't see them giving that up, but I could see them not putting a focus on that content. Absolutely. Yeah. But like, I mean, Paul, if you have 70 million followers on whatever platform, you're not just going to abandon that. It depends on how much of a statement you want to make. But, like, let's be real. All these companies, I, this is what I hate, right? The same companies that donated for Pride are donating right now to FIFA's World Cup in, is it Qatar? Qatar? Qatar. Qatar. So it's like, you know, Coca-Cola. Oh, here's $7 million for the gays. Oh, here's $7 million for, you know, a country that, you know, has X, Y, and Z problems with, you know, human rights. It's like, at the end of the day, these companies don't care enough. You know what they care about? They care about their money. And if they can get the publicity, no matter what the, the factors are, I don't think they care. I don't. You have a point. You have a point. And maybe I'm wrong, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. That's all I can say. I mean, I don't want to say I'm right, but I think, yeah, what's probably going to happen is there's going to be less <laughs> focus on, you know, Twitter specific content or, you know, yeah. just recycling over content from other streams. So, all right. Well, you know what? We had a long discussion. There is My voice one. Is raw. I know, right? There is one thing that we both know. If we had $44 billion, we'd spend it a hell of a lot better than Elon Musk. That oh, yeah. is what we know. I'm buying Lake Erie. Ooh, I want a seal sanctuary. Can I get a seal sanctuary on Lake Erie? <laughs> so I get all my seals. <laughs> or, or, and I'm like, get the beach ball. Get the beach ball, you bitch. Get the beach ball. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, you can tell I'm, I'm loopy. By the way, this episode unofficially sponsored by Hard Mountain Dew, Paul. <laughs> Wait, is that alcoholic? It's alcoholic Mountain Dew, no caffeine. It comes in cherry, watermelon, Baja Blast, and regular. And it's 120 calories. And boy, zero sugar. It's phenomenal. The flavor profile, it's it might be I a top. It might be a I'm top three yeah. of all time seltzer for me, honestly. I'm actually honest. surprised Mountain Dew would do that, to be honest. Oh, everybody's in the seltzer game. I'm surprised Elon Musk hasn't, you know, bought Truly Lemonade for like a billion and a half dollars. Or <laughs> um, all right. Well, hey, it's good seeing you. We got to do this again soon. Actually, I have an idea, and I would love to do it next week. And uh, it's we've done this segment many times before. Perfect for the holidays. So uh, stay tuned. We'll have to get get on that. So, all right. I can tell Paul's like, I'm over this. <laughs> Peace out, you guys. Later. Later.